Episode 1, How to Talk to Your Doctor About Cannabis. Plants for Life podcast is straight conversation about plant-based whole foods, also known as ITEL lifestyles for health and wellness with a special focus on cannabis. Felicia Dawson, MD, cannabis advocate, educator, dual board certified physician, obstetrics, gynecology, and integrative medicine. Oski Shivani, fourth generation Jamaican herbalist, plant-based nutritionist, indoor cannabis cultivator, and veteran cannabis pioneer. And Marilyn Pierce, RN, author, speaker, and cannabis advocate. Join us as we discuss nutritional plant-based lifestyles, including cannabis. Welcome to Plants for Life. You've got Dr. Felicia Dawson here and Marilyn Pierce RN, and we're going to talk together as a nurse and doctor. And I want to start with a quote. While the number of doctors, nurses, and pharmacists educating themselves in cannabis medicine is steadily increasing, uncountable patients remain underserved and are forced to rely on allied health professionals, dispensary staff, and clinical educators for help navigating the often confusing world of medical cannabis. That is a quote by Dr. Dustin Sulak, and I thank you for introducing me to Dustin Sulak, um, Dr. Felicia. He's a pioneer in the world of medical cannabis. And today we want to talk about the communication barriers between patients and physicians in Western medicine regarding cannabis. So first, let's talk a little bit of background to get catch anybody up who, who may not be up to speed with this. We did a podcast recently called Why is Cannabis Still Illegal? So can you give us a quick summary of the two reasons that cannabis is still illegal and what is the current legal status of cannabis in the United States? The two main reasons that cannabis is still illegal is racism and greed. Racism and greed are the two reasons that it became illegal in the first place. The first drug czar of this country, Harry Anslinger, hated people of color, specifically Latinos who were immigrating into the country in the early 1900s and black people. And he helped to spearhead the federal prohibition of cannabis by crafting laws in Congress to make cannabis illegal. The greed part comes in when hemp was at its heyday and plastics, petrochemicals, pharmaceuticals were beginning to emerge. And hemp was part of their competition. So a combination of racism and greed to crush and make hemp, cannabis, all of it illegal so that these other industries could flourish. And they continue today in the form of the pharmaceutical industry, the insurance industry continue to act out of greed and line our politicians' pockets with dollars and keep this federal prohibition on cannabis in place. Thank you. Thank you for that. There's a lot of information there that we are going to cover in future podcasts because there's so much to talk about about how this perpetuates and how it can possibly continue in this day and age, but it does. That's the truth. But today we're going to talk about 
right now how this affects the patient and physician relationships in our United States and Western medicine. It's interesting because in the United States, each of the states have been coming up with their own laws outside of the federal laws to um, manage medical cannabis and even recreational cannabis. What would you say is the difference between medical cannabis and recreational cannabis? They're taxed differently. Medical cannabis tends to have many more different types of combinations of cannabinoids and terpenes, which all have their medicinal value. Recreational tends to, or adult use cannabis, tends to be more focused on the THC content, that THC content that makes people high or intoxicated. Those, those would be the two main differences. Thank you. And I accept that you call it adult use rather than recreational. So as a nurse, as a nurse, my role is always to protect my patients, to stand in the gap, to educate them, to explain things to them that are um, above their head, and to, to advocate for them. And when it comes to medical cannabis, if I had a patient ask me about it or anyone ask me about it, what I tend to do is try to explain to them how in their state it is legal and how they can uh, utilize cannabis possibly to support them in their lives, in their illness, and in their health. As a physician, though, how do you break that barrier? How do you talk to patients about cannabis? Well, I'll say that regardless of what state you live in and the status of the cannabis laws, any physician can talk to you about cannabis. I don't remember the name of the court case, but somewhere sometime in 2002, it was ruled that a physician can talk to any patient about cannabis regardless of its legal status. So any physician in any state can have a conversation, whether it's legal or not. Really? So it's true. Yeah. In 2002, I uh, recently became aware of that. That's awesome. As a patient myself, or if I were representing patients, I think I would be afraid to talk to my doctor because then it would be documented that I asked about cannabis. This and, is true. This is and true. so if it's documented in a medical record, even if that physician is open to talking to you, it creates documentation of you admitting to doing something illegal. Well, let's just talk about docs first. Okay, let's talk about doctors. I like doctors, by the way. Physicians <laughs> are, are, are my friend. I'm glad you're here. I, I will say, I'm not going to say that we're all perfect. You know, there are some who go into medicine for the money. There are some who are multi-generational doctors. They just become a doctor because that's what their father, mother, grandmother great-grandfather, great-grandmother did, you know. But the bulk of physicians go into medicine because they actually want to help people. They actually want to be of service. I am the first physician in my family and the only physician in my family, you know. So there, there are some of us out here, a lot of us out here, who just want to help people. That's number one. Number two, physicians are taught certain things in medical school. Cannabis as medicine is not typically one of them. We are taught that cannabis is a drug like cocaine and heroin. 
Less than 10% of medical schools are now beginning to even talk about cannabis as medicine. Maybe 13, 14% are mentioning the endocannabinoid system, which is our own internal controller of all of our systems, our hormonal system, our neural, neurological system, our um, immune system. The endocannabinoid system is a real thing and most doctors don't know about it. Oh, so one of the things you have to do is educate yourself, unfortunately, about cannabis and CBD, leaning on those sources that are evidence-based. Everything you read on, read on the internet is not true. It's not sound science. There are some wonderful scientific writers out there who do a really good job of bringing cannabis and CBD to the masses. And they will typically reference their article. They will give you the citations of where they got this information from. So if the, whatever you're reading is not written by a healthcare provider, make sure the author is at least referencing what they're telling you. So educate yourself before you even try to approach your doctor Know what your condition is. Is your condition something that can even be helped by cannabis or CBD? Chances are it is, but you still want to see if research has been done that shows that it actually helps your, your condition. I, I would say that it's important to prepare to realize that your doctor probably doesn't know as much about cannabis or CBD than you. You must understand that Although they may want to do good, they have their own baggage. They have their own childhoods. They have their own history. They may come from a family that had victims of the war on drugs. They may have seen family members' lives destroyed by addiction. They may have seen family members incarcerated. So they may, you know, have a lot of things they feel that drugs are bad, evil. So just keep in mind that that may be where they're coming from. And as you go forward and approach the subject, you might just want to begin with, instead of a complete revelation of what you're doing or what you want to do, is just say, Doc, how do you feel about cannabis? Mm -hmm. Do you feel it can be used to help improve some medical conditions? Just start there. And don't start there when the exam is almost over and the doctor's about to leave the room. Start that at the beginning of the conversation, the visit, or schedule an appointment completely just about the special condition that you want to treat or think about with cannabis. Schedule a separate appointment just for that so you have, both of you have time to discuss and really delve into the subject matter. Ideally, in a perfect world, your physician or healthcare provider is your partner in health and they are open to all pathways of healing and they are open to learning. That's an ideal world, that would be wonderful. But that's not necessarily always the reality. I love what you just said. You answered the question exactly as I asked it. How do you talk to your physician about it? And I, I'm just gonna review what you said because it was, it was beautiful. First of all, prepare yourself, educate yourself and refer to research, not just anything on the internet. And expect that when you get there, possibly you'll know more about it than your doctor. 
Second of all, don't start with harassing questions and instead ask them how they feel and what they know and see then where they stand, considering compassionately that their history brings them to their place and their understanding of what's going on and how they see cannabis rather than just assuming that they should do something or, or they should know or they, they may not. And pick an ideal time during the appointment or special, a special appointment just to talk to them, to give it time because this is a very complex, new and different and interesting topic for all of us. Thank you, that was beautiful. The reason why this has become such a problem and there's such a discrepancy is because cannabis is a Schedule 1 drug. Tell us what a Schedule 1 drug is. That means that the drug has little medicinal benefit and is at high risk for addiction or abuse. So you never would ever prescribe a, a Schedule 1 drug. I would never give a Schedule 1 drug to a patient. Is that right? Not these days. So as a nurse, I give Schedule 2 drugs. They're very highly um, monitored and, and watched over, but Schedule 1 are not used therapeutically, and they're illegal. So that creates the chasm as well. One of the reasons why cannabis remains Schedule 1 is because there's not enough research to back up its medical benefits. And the reason why there's not enough research to back up the medical benefits is because it's illegal. It's like chicken and the egg. It's around in circle, like a cat chasing their tail. So what do you see as a way or a next step for us to move forward on um, getting more research, getting cannabis off schedule one, and thereby leading to opening up more conversations between patients and physicians? Well, it's gonna take us to become more politically active for one, because it's politicians who helped to get the Controlled Substances Act on the books. So that means we have to pick better leaders who actually represent our priorities, our values, instead of those who represent the priorities and values of big business and the pharmaceutical industry and corporate interests. So number one is to become more politically active and vote in every election up and down the ballot because change begins at the local and state level. That's how we get change. Number two, we have to share. We have to come out of the closet about our cannabis use because just like in the LGBT community, when they find that regular folk are that way, it becomes more well, you know, I like that person. Wow, I didn't realize that they were gay. It, it must be okay to be gay. And the same thing with cannabis use. It's like, huh, this respected person is using cannabis for this indication. Perhaps it's not so bad. I mean, we, as a country, we have reached that tipping point where the majority of Americans now believe that cannabis is medicine. The majority of Americans believe that now. We are at that tipping point. So it's, it's, it's time to step out of the shadows. And we can do that one doctor at a time by patients educating themselves and seeing how open, even if your physician is not open to it and you have made up your mind during that visit, you know what, I need to have a physician because you, clearly you're not, who is open 
to me exploring the paths of healing that I want to explore. It is true, there are not a whole lot of physicians that know about cannabis and CBD. It's true, but we have a thing called telemedicine now, and you can do consultations online with physicians anywhere in the country. But before you leave that doctor's office, if you make a decision that you need to find a different doctor, let them know that cannabis has been helpful to you. Because as more and more physicians hear that, cannabis help for this, cannabis help for that. Hmm, there might be something here. Perhaps I need to look into this and learn more about this myself. That's what's gonna help physicians to move more rapidly toward embracing cannabis, knowing that it actually does help people. I mean, that's pretty much how I got into holistic medicine. It was my patients who said, doc, I'm doing this for this, and I'm using this for this. And I'm like, really? And that, that helped me to grow as a physician. And there are gonna be other physicians who want to grow and learn and you know, just expand their mind. Because even when I closed my practice to focus all my attention on cannabis, half of my colleagues were like, what? <laughs> You're gonna do what? Did we not, we have not enough trouble with crack cocaine? You, you, why would you even do that? And then you have another half that would say, why that's fascinating, tell me more. So it's really about letting people know that it, it, it's, it's a real thing. It's medicine that's been used for thousands, tens of thousands of years by our ancestors. It's nothing new, it's nothing illicit, it's, it's medicine. And even I know I remember one of those one of those colleagues who were like just aghast because I know she had addiction problems in her family, even though she was against me going into cannabis, she later popped up at an event where I was educating physicians on the endocannabinoid system. So it just takes us who are respected in the community to stand up and say, this is medicine. It takes patients sharing with their physician. This is working to help get this thing going faster. It also takes a lot of courage, Dr. Felicia, and I've said this to you before many times. You have chosen to take a path that your colleagues may think you're crazy, and it's not a safe path, as being a physician is a safe pathway toward um, supporting family, maintaining lifestyle, and being able to make good choices for yourself but to have the courage to step outside of it and say something's wrong here, or there's something that could be better and righter here is, uh, is really magnanimous of you. I, I, I thank the world of you for doing that. Thank you. And um, I hear you saying that as physicians, you need to speak to each other, you need to speak out for each other. As patients and as nurses, we need to keep the communication open and make sure that we tout the benefits and make sure that people hear more about the good parts and plant those seeds that later on will lead people to come and find out more information. So you've been planting seeds for a while now. Um, you've been courageously standing in the forefront talking about cannabis and its benefits. Tell us a little bit more about your current practice of uh, and how people who seek to find out more about this option can maybe find out more from you? Well, I do consultations online, educational consultations about holistic gynecology as well as uh, medical cannabis and CBD. Regardless of where you are in the country, if you're trying to move from 
pharmaceuticals onto CBD or onto medical cannabis, I can help you do that and make suggestions that you can bring back to your own physician. You know, I oftentimes tell people that relationship you have with your physician may be years long. It may, I mean, that, that person's like your, your preacher, your imam, you know, they're, you're very comfortable with them and you don't necessarily want to throw that relationship away, but it may not serve everything that you, you need. And it, and it may be a difficult decision to sever that relationship. What, what you can do to keep it intact is to maybe consult with another physician and have the best of both worlds. So it's not necessarily like you have to throw it away. However, it depends on how big of a priority cannabis and CBD is in your life. If you feel like, you know, I have come to a place where this is really, really important to me and I really need a physician or healthcare provider that shares my values and my priorities, this may be a time where you need to make that change. And, you know, the, the numbers of physicians who are open-minded, especially the younger ones, are growing and in just like finding the right mate, the right marriage, find, keep dating, keep shopping around until you find a physician who shares your values because it shouldn't be hard. You, you shouldn't have to fight and struggle trying to take care of the, the most valuable thing you have, which is your health. This is, you can't do anything without your health. Can't buy it back either, can you? You cannot. You cannot be a good mother, a good wife, a, a good partner, a, a good boss, a good employee, a good daughter. You, you can't do anything without your health. And you want to have a team that supports your values so that you, you, we have to struggle enough out here in this world without having to struggle with your physician. You know, it's, it, you know, it, 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 it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that difficult. It would be wonderful to see the pendulum swing back to the days when your physician was your true confidant and it was safe and okay to talk about anything and everything there. There wasn't uh, oversight and loss of, of funding and, and fear. I think fear is the biggest factor that prevents all of us from talking with each other about cannabis. Physicians with their patients and patients with their physicians. Two points I really want to make. Okay, go for it. It is in your best interest to be transparent if you're about to have surgery or if you're on a lot of pharmaceuticals. If you're using cannabis and CBD, there is such a thing as drug to herb interactions. And especially if you're about to have surgery, there are items that they're using to put you to sleep that may not work so well if you're a regular heavy user of cannabis or, or CBD. So. That is one of the reasons why it's so important to have a physician that respects your choices and realizes that cannabis and CBD are medicine. So they can help you with those drug to herb interactions. They can help wean you off of certain medications as you become less and less dependent on them. The other item that I think is very important to pick out is when you're approaching that subject of cannabis and CBD, and you are pregnant, that could be a whole bag of worms. You need to know the law in your state about pregnancy and drugs because some states are very punitive and will take your child from you. So you need to be aware that pregnancy and drugs is an issue and you don't want to put your baby at risk for getting into the system. 
And if you are pregnant and a person of color, you have to be even more cautious because a white pregnant woman might tell her obstetrician she's using cannabis and he might say, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. A black pregnant woman can tell their physician that she's using cannabis and she may, she may get re be reported to Child Protective Services. So if you are pregnant, person of color, be very careful about the choices you make and making that revelation to your provider. That's why it's so important to get the one <laughs> up front that shares your values that you will hopefully won't wind up in jail or have your child taken from you. Thank you for that. Uh, the warnings are real. I worked as a nurse in an outpatient setting where I would do education and assessments for women who were in a program who tested positive when for any kind of drug, including cannabis, including THC. Uh, if they've tested positive when they gave birth, their child was taken from them, they had to go through this court-ordered process of relearning how not to be a drug addict and only then could they get their children back, hopefully. In the meantime, their children were taken from them, put into the system, and it was horrific. I, I felt so bad for most of these women. Um, there, are, there is a safety factor sometimes, but most of them were just kind-hearted, good women who got stuck in a system flaw. Mm -hmm. Thank you for helping us to see a way around all of the barriers. It, it seems so overwhelming sometimes, and... Uh, I feel encouraged, seriously, just knowing that we can open conversations, how to open the conversations, and also finding the right person to work with in the future to continue to have cannabis to be a part of our lives. And as far as the surgery too, be sure to tell someone, at least the anesthesiologist who's about to put you under, if you are a chronic cannabis smoker. And, that, and that's a good way to do it. Just just let the anesthesiologist let the know because they are going to ask you. They're going to they're going to interview you briefly before they put you to sleep because they want to know. They don't want to run into un any unexpected uh, challenges. Trust me. That's right. They don't. So how do we reach out to you? How do we find you if we want to speak to you personally? The easiest way is to go to my website, drfelicia.com, and you have to spell out the word doctor, D-O-C-T-O-R, Felicia, F-E-L-E-C-I-A. And you will find I have a lot of educational videos, podcasts, blogs about cannabis and CBD there. You can set up a consultation with me and that would be the easiest way to find me. Thank you so much for sharing all that you do, your courage, your leadership and, and your compassion. We appreciate you so Thank much. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast. Also, look for us on YouTube and at plantsforlife.com. Plants for Life. Plant-based lifestyles and ancient nutritional treatment strategies. Plants for Life. The ideas presented in this podcast are meant for general informational purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. The Plants for Life podcast and Plants for Life LLC and all affiliate subsidiaries disclaim any liability for any damages arising out of reliance on the information presented. Please consult licensed professionals for any medical, legal, or business advice.